Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's a beautiful day for Michael Bublé, indeed. And we've got caller number seven, Rosemary Walker, is in the draw. Rosemary, well done to you. We're giving you a chance to feel like a VIP, win a pair of tickets for the incredible Michael Bublé in Belfast, plus a luxurious overnight stay at the incredible Titanic Hotel, including breakfast and evening meal for two. You can, you'll experience, as you know, the magic of this global superstar and award winner at the SSE Arena on the 10th of June. So prepare to be charmed as he brings you the hits like Home and Haven't Met You Yet and all those fabulous uh, tunes that he's notorious for. Just listen out for any Michael Bublé song. It could happen on any show. And Rosemary realised there, as all of you did, jamming up the system, that indeed that was Michael Bublé. And she's in the raffle. And that draw will be done on Friday. So... The songs from Michael Bublé could pop up on any programme. Now, let me speak to a man who likes to talk, Peter Vile. Peter, good morning. Good morning to you, Frank. And do you want to guess where I'm calling from? Somewhere very close to you. I, I presume it is a posh hotel. I would imagine it is a... I, I envisage you surrounded by luxury, Peter. Well, <laughs> I would that it was the case. It's your old school, St. Coleman's and Uri, and they all send you the very best. And they were thrilled you were with them, I think, a couple of days ago, and you're coming back again. So it was a really strange feeling when I came in here and asked whether I could have a phone and a, a room so I could talk to you. Absolutely. What's your connection with St. Coleman's, Peter? Well, I'm running a course called Politics in Action, and St. Coleman's is one of the schools which will be joining the course, so I'm facilitating it. Excellent stuff, yeah, and they've got a fabulous big event uh, coming up at the summer solstice, which I'm involved in, and I'll get some some of them on, maybe closer to it, and uh, tell everyone about what is going to be a cracking night out. But you've got 24 hours of a a challenge coming up, and this is is, is Peter Vite. People may, you know, may say, yeah, this man, I'm sure he can talk, he can talk a lot, what's his background? But one thing that we associate you with, Peter, you're the man responsible for bringing Eamon Holmes to a national television audience. This is indeed true. This is indeed true. It was open air in 1986. And uh, the story was that um, 
I was working, Anne Diamond was presenting TV AM, and I was working with her, and Nick Owen was about to leave, and they were looking for a new male presenter who could sit next to Anne, and Anne asked me if I'd got any suggestions. And I said, well, there's this really great broadcaster, new TV, Eamon Holmes. And she said, well, can you um, suggest that he applies? And I said, I can't. I'm, as you were at the time, Frank, I'm with the BBC. I can't very well start getting involved in ITV. In case, long story short, I met up with Eamon and we talked about TVAM. And um, he didn't go to TVM, but even better, he came with me when I was the editor of Open Air way back in 86 on BBC One for Manchester. Yeah, that was a daytime programme. And Gloria Honeyford was on that with him, wasn't, wasn't she? She was indeed. Gloria Honeyford was on the programme. Um, and um, oh, we had a good, very good Northern Ireland representation. And in fact, Gordon Burns was also our occasional guest on the programme. And you were very much involved at that time in youth programming in BBC. That's, that's, that's how, right. That's how I first You've came across you. have got an excellent memory. You. I was indeed. And <clears throat> Karen Keating was our first presenter. That is true. That is true. A lovely, lovely lady, uh, Karen. A lovely lady. And in fact, people used to say, oh, well, did she get the job because she's Gloria's daughter? And the truth was when she applied for the audition, although obviously I knew who Gloria was, I'd never met Gloria. And Karen just did an outstandingly strong audition and went on to do Blue Peter and all kinds of great programs this morning. Um, terrific broadcast and a lovely, lovely person. Quality broadcaster. And there were great times back in the BBC. I was starting out, uh, Peter. Obviously, uh, you were a, a young but very well-established uh, executive within the, within the, fr- the framework. You, you spent a lot of time in broadcasting. Not, uh, did you decide then to to base yourself in Belfast longer term after you'd been back across the water? How do you come to be fundraising in Belfast and working in St. Coleman's? Well, that's a very good question. I mean, I was born in Belfast and um, I actually, my broadcasting career in Belfast started way back in 1962 with Cicely Matthews on Children's Hour and I Want to Be an Actor. And um, my very first part was as a dog. I had to bark. <laughs> and um, then I graduated from that to playing Minoru, who was a Japanese boy who was about to be kidnapped. And um, I worked in Northern Ireland, as you say, on the youth proms and looked after Radio Ulster for a while. And then um, I got an age, 65, and I'd enjoyed what I was doing, but I felt I wanted to come back home. And so I now live in Crawford Spen. And David Gallagher who was the General Secretary of the Belfast Central Mission. He and I had been at school together, and we met up to talk about possibilities. And he asked me whether I was happy to help with the marketing of Copeland's. And Copeland's is our new home, which is about to open in just over a year's time. It's in, um, it's in the Donoghadi area, Donoghadi Malisle, and it's very much for people elderly people of all ages, but we particularly are helping those people who've got dementia and providing a home from home. And it really is state of the art and Northern Ireland will be getting the best that's going. And what impressed me about it and how David sold it to me was that there are no shareholders, there are no profits. So although there is a fee to be in Copeland, it's to cover basic costs is not to provide money for someone else. And while I've got no problem with people investing and making money, I just thought the idea behind Copeland's of the fact that no one was trying to 
make any money out of it, and that it was providing people who are often our most vulnerable with a state-of-the-art facility. And, um, you know, it's got the most wonderful views. It's, uh, I just thought, well, this is terrific, and I want to get behind it and help in any way I can. So you're going to help with this fundraising campaign, 24-hour sponsored silence for a man who, as people listening to this programme or people who've known you from broadcasting, will certainly adhere to. It'll be a challenge because you're, you're, not, a, you're, you're not the best example of someone who likes to stay quiet in a crowd. No, this is very true, Frank. This is very true. And that's why I thought we were talking about ways of raising money because although we are tantalizing... I'm sorry, the school bell's gone. Going. Although we were tantalizingly close to our target, we haven't quite made it yet. And we obviously don't want to open with a lot of debt to the bank or anything. And so we were sitting around brainstorming about what we could do and how we could raise the money. And I said, well, look, why don't we each of us come up with something that we could maybe raise 4,000, 5,000 pounds doing that's different and eye-catching. And so the chair of the meeting said perfectly reasonably, well, what exactly are you going to do? And I said, well, I'll keep quiet for 24 hours and get people to sponsor me. And the consensus of the board was, well, you'll never manage that. And I said, well, if I don't manage that, we don't get the money. It's just like if you say you're going to take part in a marathon and you don't complete it, you don't get the money. And I said, that'll be my challenge. And um, it's going to be tough. You're absolutely right, and your memory of me is completely correct. But um, I want to give it a go, and um, um, I'm, um, you know, I think it will help Copeland's. And um, let's see, maybe I'll end up a better person or maybe a more silent person. <laughs> when do you do it? Unlikely, but nevertheless, I'm going to give it a go. When do you do it? Uh, I'm doing it tomorrow. It starts at 9 a.m. Um, I'm going to be in the Grand Central Hotel, and that's a very pleasant place to be. But I can't talk to anyone there. I'll be there for 24 hours, and I think I've got a camera uh, as um, company so that people really can see that I haven't talked and I haven't tried to cheat and so if you call me tomorrow at this time I'm afraid I won't be able to take your call and will you put something over your mouth will you will you do will you take uh, steps not even to talk to yourself <laughs> I think I'm allowed to talk to myself I'm just not allowed to talk to anyone else and certainly um, I'm not giving up eating or you know for a day and I'm not giving up sleeping so I suppose if I snore or I talk in my sleep. Hopefully I don't get disqualified. <laughs> uh, Peter, it's a heck of a challenge because it's not easy. It's not easy even for a NAR to do that. Uh, to do it for 24 hours is, is, a, is a bit of a, a hurdle to jump. However, I'm no better man to take on the task. It is for you donate as well then. It is for a very good cause. How do we donate? Tell us how we do right, it. What you do is you go onto the Total Giving website, www totalgiving.co.uk slash my page slash Peter Keeps Quiet for Copelands and that's all lowercase in one word Peter Keeps Quiet for Copelands Peter Keeps Quiet for Copelands BCM website Lovely stuff Listen, it is a great va- on our Facebook page It is a great, great venture Do you miss the cut and thrust of broadcasting or do you still dabble? Um, I don't really dabble other than when someone like you invites me onto their program, and I enjoy that. And I mean, it was great fun doing all the broadcasting, but I'm now, as I told you, organizing this political course, Politics in Action, and it's something very new, very different. It's really challenging, and I think the trick is always to hopefully leave a place and have happy memories, but also move on, and this is a new challenge. And particularly in the community, I don't want to get too political, but we don't have 
functioning assembly. We don't have a functioning executive. And my view is very simple. We've got three choices. We can have a dictatorship. We can have anarchy. And then the people at the bottom of the pile really do suffer. Or we can try and improve our institutions and have a system whereby people are able to elect the people who represent them. Well, Peter... Of the three, I think the third option is far and away the most preferable. Okay. Do you know, on a day when the polls aren't open, I'm going to have you on and we'll talk politics in some detail. But a a million thanks... I'm delighted to join you, Frank, and hopefully not tomorrow either when I'm supposed to be keeping quiet. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Good luck with it. Good luck with it. Thank you very much. All the very best. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, one of the uh, great uh, brains behind uh, television, Peter Vile there, who's going to stay quiet for 24 hours. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW.